Hi, everybody. Totally forgot. Okay, sorry. I was trying to reach my iPad. <laughs> I, I totally forgot that we already started recording, you know? Yeah, hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cryptids and Mystics. <laughs> we are recording remotely today. Because, you know, I'm, like, so... contagious and shit, you know? Uh, I don't think it's leprosy, at least, so that's that's a plus. A little leprosy never hurt nobody. I, honestly, I don't even know what it is, so I can't even talk shit about it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm talking this big game. I'm all like, oh, I can pronounce it at least. That's a start. I doesn't leprosy like attack your nerves or something, and then it makes your like skin turn listen like green or something. I don't know. Listen, Sarah, I I barely found out what mange is. Okay, because I've been doing research for the podcast. All right, you're asking for too much of me at this point. <laughs> So yeah, that's true. <laughs> just saying, you know, just throwing that out there. But anyway, um, I don't know. Let's let's ask everyone how they're doing. Hey, how how you guys doing today? How's your how's your Sunday? Because you know it's Sunday that we're recording. Obviously. Let's let's see if my psychic abilities um, work when we're separated. Okay, let's see. Let me listen to their answer. Um, I think they said they're all right. It's you know I'm picking it up. Okay, okay. So it sounds like your abilities are strong no matter where we are, because we could be far apart, but we're always going to be close, Sarah. That's right. <laughs> All dramatic and shit. Anyway. I'm sorry if you guys can hear me crunching. I'm eating some um, some candy. Some and I'm sorry if you, guys, if you guys hear like any bottle opening or cans opening at this point. I've decided, you know what? It's time for a beer. So, Or I have two actually lined up. So... I, I'm, I'm excited that um, I have a La Llorona beer to drink today. Oh, where'd you get that? It's from a brewery called Ogopogo Brewing. They're in Alhambra. Okay. So uh, I'll I'll let you know how that goes. Right now I'm I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada Cryo Fresh Torpedo because I figure you know what if I'm gonna go heavy let's start now. Wow. Okay, what is that? What kind of beer is that? What does it taste like? It is a I it's, it's an IPA. Um an IPA okay, bitter for, for for us, I guess. Um yeah, a little a little bitter. Um surprisingly, it's it's very like like fresh. I was like, "Wow. Okay. Oh, so wow. I can see the cryo fresh portion of it." And actually, it's it's also very crisp. You know what I mean? So it's 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 got the uh the little tanginess at the end of it, because, you know, if you drink an IPA, that's what you normally get no matter which one you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, at, least I, at, at least I think so. I don't know. Maybe my taste buds are all shot to shit. Um, but it's pretty good. Eh, you know? I, I, I mean, I would probably wouldn't have too many of this one, but definitely don't mind starting the starting the episodes with this. Okay, okay. I'm not drinking anything. I'm drinking water, so... I know. We're supposed to have our Greek coffee today. I'm so upset. Yeah, Manny and I had planned to make a Greek coffee together. I even put new batteries in my milk frother. I was really excited. I know. I'm, I'm bummed about it too. Trust me. But you know, um, once we once we get back up and running, you bet your you bet your took us that we're gonna we're gonna try it. Yeah, we have to. Um, who went first last time? Okay, this is a problem. I think I went first episode seven and eight. So now you have to go first for episode nine. Whatever. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that happens. Not that, not that anyone's counting. But I uh, am. <laughs> jerk. 
like I love you, Sarah. Anyway. I can't go first every time. <sighs> I get stage fright. No, no don't. you don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm so full of shit. I can't even I can't even pretend for that no, one. Right, you love to talk. There's no way you would get stage fright. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Look at I'm a very modest we're, person. We're very much similar people. You can't stop us from talking. You can't. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> I think that's why people kind of just sit there while you and I are chatting for a little while. Because they're all like, um, can we say something? Like, are we a part of this conversation? No, like, they're what not. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's our world and they just live in it, girl. That's, that's right. what it is. That is mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, sorry. Whew. That one crept up at the end. Jesus. Okay. Um, Okay. So just as a reminder for everyone that you can tune in into our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. But here's my thing. We want earlier access to to these episodes, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, want to have fun and, you know, get some exclusive content, feel all importante, you know? And you know what's fun and makes you feel important? Joining our Patreon. Boom. <laughs> See? It's, it's it's supporting us, guys. It's supporting our efforts. It's supporting this podcast that you guys enjoy listening to. So come on. Yeah. Just do it. It's, it's not okay. expensive. It's in a very it's affordable not. range. You'll it, And we'll us. keep it as, a, as our we'll, we'll keep it as our dirty little secret. It's fine. You know, shh, it's okay. <laughs> And we won't tell we promise you get like special stuff um i ordered our stickers so those are coming they're gonna go out to our Woo! patreons that we already have i'm really excited <laughs> i hope they're excited too yeah so I'm, I'm i'm guessing you're all wondering what's in this you know engagement um well there's two tiers the first tier of membership gets you early access plus other fun content that's released exclusively through Patreon. Mm-hmm. I, I, I emphasize in the exclusively because that's how that works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and that second tier, the fancy schmancy tier, you know, the one that you, you when you're drinking your alcoholic or adult beverages, you have your pinky up doing it. Um, <laughs> that one will give you stuff, the same stuff as the first tier, plus Patreon exclusive episodes. That's so, right. you know, like, it ain't that bad. It's pretty good. You know, we're, we're, we're producing more content. So, you know, uh, that's how that works. We're pretty uh, The link. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty fucking awesome. What can I say? Um, So the link is in our Insta bio at Cryptid Mystic Pod. It's also. Follow us for the fun times on there. So, yeah, it's also in our TikTok bio. We have a link tree there where you could find all mm-hmm. of our links and you can get in contact with us whenever you want exactly and yeah check out the tiktok that we have for sure i mean you know we're working on producing some content there honestly it's a nice little preview of the vibe that we put out on patreon you know what i mean so like if you really want to have an idea of what it's all about check it out i mean you know sometimes we'll fly solo sometimes we'll fly together as a group because you know we, we just can't live without one another let's be let's be honest that's right um yeah so yeah check out the link tree through there as well too gives you all the access to all of our stuff so you know please check it out oh also um your stories because you know we're we're wanting stories from you guys from your paranormal cryptid mystical experiences <laughs> um please dm us your information you know on insta 
Um, you can also email us cryptids and mystics podcast at gmail.com. Um, so what I'm going to encourage you all to do, because I know not all of us are, are, you know, wanting to write things because me personally, I'm pretty fucking lazy. What can I tell you? You know, like it is what it is with that. Wow. But, um, <laughs> I'm just, just calling it the way I see it. You know, I, I already finished school. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have anyone else to impress at this point. It's fine. Um, yeah, when but, he graduated, he said, I'm never writing again. <laughs> and honestly, aside from notes from work, no, I haven't. That's wild No, to I me. haven't. Because I've been typing. I've been typing. Hey. Um, found the loophole. I can't um, you. You absolutely can, and you will. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, <laughs> this whole thing is canceled. We're canceling it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, we're just promoting the Patreon. We, 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 we can't. We can't. <laughs> We can't leave like that. Like, come on. <laughs> where, where the hell is it? Oh, yeah. So, you know, just if, if you don't want to write out the story, you can include an audio clip. And, you know, us being the sound engineers that we are. <laughs> anyway, um, we can figure out uh-huh. how to edit it and maybe even incorporate it as part of the episode. If you would like for us to utilize your wonderfully beautiful voices, we're more than happy to do that. So, um yeah, we can put you in one of our episodes. Isn't that amazing? Uh, really yeah, cool. girl. This is why you guys got to like really, really tune in because we'd love to have you guys be a part of this whole experience with us. So um, feel free to do that. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. They said it sounds great. Amazing. Awesome. Okay, great. I was, I was, I was hoping they would communicate that through you. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. <sighs> See, our fans are awesome. Anyway. Um, well, are we, are, should we call them fans or should we just give them their own name? What do you think? I mean, I call them listeners, but I, they could what have What name do you name. guys want? I don't know. They could be... I love um, calling them creepies. I do that sometimes on Patreon. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you guys like being oh, called wow, creepies? Really... Mm, they're thinking about it. They'll get back to us. <laughs> okay 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 well take your time i know it's a big commitment i get it i get it uh, picking your own nickname I, you know i get it <laughs> yeah i mean like i wish my parents had taken their time you know picking out my name instead of giving me a telenovela name but here we are you know <laughs> anyway it's not a telenovela <laughs> name i got him I, I hope my parents never hear this and like ask me questions later they'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you be like well where do you want to start? This is why I went to therapy for a while. Um, <laughs> oh, they're definitely talking shit on you. That's cool. <clears throat> That's cool. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. All right. I'm jumping in. We're already 11 minutes into this recording. It's about damn time I do my part, damn it. It's about damn time. I just wanted them oh to know that I'm a Lizzo fan. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't uh, Taylor Swift like I did that one time. Absolutely not. You know how I feel about her. <laughs> yeah. Apparently everyone uh, is being redirected in my direction here with the flights. I can't hear it. It's oh, coming. Okay. Yes, I can. Yes, yeah. I can. So, this week, my dear friends, uh, I'm going to change it up a bit. I know I've been giving you guys a lot of cryptid stuff and all that. So, but I think it's time for us to travel. I think it's time for us okay. to uh, see other people. No, I'm kidding. Um, it is definitely um, time for us to travel. 
Okay, we're traveling. We're traveling. We're moving to to see the to see the world and find things spooky and creepy together. So, let me be your travel agent on this fantastic journey of the creepy and the damned. We're gonna Uh-oh. be touring creepy and spooky parks. Okay. Oh my god, I'm scared. Okay. So, um, because I wanted to spook it up, you know, make it a spooky, spooky, you know, um, el spookies. El Spookies, not Los Bookies, even though I love them, but that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> you need to listen to them, Sarah. You know, Jesus Christ sings for them and everything, you know? like I I think I'm going to pass. I don't know that that is my type of music. <laughs> <laughs> it's not religious, I promise, but he, he the guy looks like those t- stereotypical Renaissance paintings of Jesus Christ. That's why. That's really weird. <laughs> I know. I know. Very bl- blasphemous of me, but whatever. Here we are. Anyway. <laughs> So, my sources for today, because, you know, obviously I need to give you my sources. I can't just simply take you on a tour, right? Like, I don't want people to get on my ass for this. So, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, Yellowstone.org, NationalParkObsessed.com, the NPCA.org, uh, MatadorNetwork.com, the TravelChannel.com. Of course. Because it has to be there. Yellowstone National Park Lodges.com and calparks.org. Because, you know, we have to eventually bring it back to California because, you know, um, we're like relevant. Mm, sometimes. For now. For now. Anyway. So, try. you ready? You ready, to go, you ready to start traveling? You ready, you ready to get this uh, show on the road there? I guess. I'm a little bit scared, but okay. It's okay. I'll hold your hand. We'll do it together. Okay, like obviously metaphorically, hyperbolically, because well, we're in different places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know our energies link up anyway, girl. What you tripping about? That's true. Link up your energy to mine, because I'm scared. All right, I got you, girl. Don't trip. Okay. <laughs> All right. So first stop, though, we have to go to Yellowstone, Yellowstone National Park, baby. Let's do it. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go. I I went there years ago with my family, and honest to God, I wish we'd had more time. Because uh, it's so massive. You know what I mean? And we drove there from Almani. And it was a drive. Let me tell you. Oh my god, that's fucking far. <laughs> yeah, we, we spent the first night in Salt Lake City. We're like, yeah, we're not going to make it all the way over there. We're like, we're just going to stay here. Oh, yeah. So it's fine. Isn't Yellowstone where they saw the other um, Fresno Nightcrawler? Mm, no, was it was Yosemite. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it was Yosemite. You know, that's good. Look at you bringing it back to the first episode. I love it. I was trying to remember. But if you want to hear about the Nightcrawler, you should definitely listen to our first episode. <laughs> I love the plug. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> we got to get those callbacks. We have to get them to listen to our episode. Listen, guys, we, we were, you know, baby podcasters at that point. You know, uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. I mean, you know, we're only on episode nine, so we're still baby sh- podcasters. Sh- Okay, we have more experience now. We're doing this remotely. This is more than good enough for now. Okay, come on. We're like, um, like when you're a sophomore in high school and you think you know it all. <laughs> <if you don't. laughs> and I could still only grow a mustache at the time. Anyway, um, oh no. So meanwhile, I had a mustache in fourth grade. Oh so <laughs> not. I don't have anything to say to that. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was. Po- it, if it counts for anything, Sarah, I, I imagine it was probably better looking than mine. I'm sure. 
I doubt it. But hashtag be Mexican, so. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, fuck. I had to put my beard down for that one. Jesus. Okay. That's, uh, that's how we roll. <laughs> there we go. So let's go. Let's go to that park. Come on. Let's go. So for starters, there are quite a bit of ghost stories and encounters in this park. Okay. Which shouldn't be surprising, really, right? Because it's such a massive park. I'm sure there was a lot of uh, Native American territory there as well, too. So really shouldn't surprise anybody. Mm, a lot of history. But I want to cover the most well-known ghost story for this park. Because it comes courtesy of a headless bride. In the wilderness park? Well, you know, hold on. Hold on. It, it, it'll, it'll make sense once we really dive into the story. So it's, okay. you know, it's a story of forbidden love. As these stories tend to go, I guess. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. usually how this shit works out. Um, but the action takes place in what is known as the uh, Old Faithful Inn. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But let's go way back for some context, okay? I don't want to just leave you there. Um, so the story goes that in 1915, this rich dude from New York was super appalled and upset that his daughter wouldn't want to marry the servant dude, right? Because how dare he, how dare she, you know, like, go down to the working class, right? Mm, as usual. You know, you know, how dare you follow your heart instead of profits, ma'am. You need to make money. <laughs> you need to make money. But, you know, uh, dad would... Capitalism again. When doesn't it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but dad made up his mind that servant dude was only being a gold digger. Because, you know... <sighs> I guess. Whatever, dude. You don't know okay. his life. You don't know where he's coming from. Anyway, so what does Daddy Money Bags do? That's a good question, Sarah. I'm glad you're asking that question. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he gives them a dowry with the condition and understanding that this was all the money they would be getting from the family. How big was the dowry? Like a dollar? <laughs> they didn't mention that. But for any uh, any of you guys, if you're like me, I'm sure you're asking what's a dowry is that like laundry detergent is that like you know like downy like a version of downy that we're not aware of like what what is that like i i didn't know that people don't know what a dowry is but they should i I honestly had an idea of it but then again too i have a bunch of worthless information in my head so i'm sure it got (laughs) squirted out from all the other information and beer drinking that i've done over the years so a dowry according to the encyclopedia Encyclopedia Britannica is, quote, the money, goods, or estate that a woman brings to her husband or his family in marriage. And by brings, they mean the father pays. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was very, um, very general, generic um, uh, way for them to, to define that. So I was like, okay, I think that's pretty straightforward. So anyway, yeah. so, you know, Daddy Moneybags gives him a dowry. Says, "This is all you're getting." Yastubo, you know, don't be begging for nothing at this point. All right. So, the couple got married and moved out west, and ended up reaching Old Faithful Inn once they arrived in Yellowstone. Okay, because they're they're coming from the East Coast out in like New York, right? Oh, with the accents New Yorkers. again. New York, <laughs> New Yorkers. You know, where are you from? I'm from Yonkers. Um, Not anyway. Yonkers. I had family out there, that's why. Um, that's why I can talk from shit. From Yonkers? Um, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, from my wild. mom's side of the family. Uh, you know, because okay. Central American peeps either decided that LA was too expensive. But let's go to New York, because I'm sure it'll be much cheaper. That's wild. Then they're trapped there. 
Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It's way too fucking. So, it's way more expensive to live there than it is here. Right. Anyway. Sorry, New York. Love you too. Anyway. We do love you, I swear. So, um, what did our new hubby do? Because, you know, I mean, he's I'm scared. there, right? I'm scared of this answer. Well, he gambled our dowry away, of course. Oh, uh, what a piece of shit. Uh, yeah. So maybe dad was right all along. Yeah. I'm just saying. Ew, I hate when dad's right. I, I hate know, when dad's like right. That, like, I can't admit to that. Like, no, because now it's going to be a, <laughs> an ego thing. Now dad's going to hold that against mm-hmm. you. Be like, remember the time mm-hmm. that I told you about that piece of shit guy? Yeah, well, you know, now you don't have money. What do you want to do? You know? <laughs> I love him, daddy. Anyway, um. Demon. <laughs> I don't know. I probably would be that dramatic, though, to be honest. Wow, a true cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Sarah. Anyway. <laughs> I could say that. As a cancer, I could say That's that. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Only you can get away with that. You and Amy can get away with that. It's fine. Um, Thank you. So, you know, of course, uh, you know, the bride reached out to dad for help because she's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And dad's like, nel pastel. I don't want to hear it. Tu te me vas para allá. And, you know, she, you know, dad decided that it ain't going to work out. How sad. I know, dude. I mean, like, come on, dad. And, like, I, I understand I was a mistake and all but that's still your daughter dude like come on you know what i mean right like you could like i'm well okay so it should be noted that like when people pay a dowry it's because they like are giving you the responsibility of caring for their daughter yeah and so like if he fucks it up then like that's on him and like it's like the daughter's no longer the father's responsibility which is also super fucked up but yeah, well that, that, that's, that's but that's concept. what i'm saying either way though right like it's still kind of a fucked up thing you know what i mean like come on dude that's yeah, like, still your daughter like, he's going to be like, oh, you're not my problem anymore. So ask your deadbeat husband. He's a servant, daddy. He doesn't make any money. Anyway. She's <laughs> getting a little toasty out here. Anyway. um, <clears throat> Sorry. Not the, I'm, I'm being wiggles right now. <laughs> Are you sitting in the sun? No. No, no, no. Uh, oh, that's fair. Because um, I have the, the well, uh, mind you, I'm like a lightweight right now. I started drinking, remember? Oh, that's right. You're, you're drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, what else am I going to do, Sarah? I'm, st- I'm going to be stuck here for like the, at least the next five days. That's true. It is a Sunday. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, <laughs> you drink on a Sunday, on the Lord's Day. <laughs> God would have wanted it this way. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're gonna, anyway, anyway, we're, go on. We're, we're going to edit that part out, right? No. You're so <laughs> <a dick. laughs> it's, We have to have an organic... Shut Oh my um, god! <laughs> Shut up. Oh my god! It needs to be a free range chicken, as they say. It's and first of all, first of say, all, I mean, as Manny says, first of all, <laughs> say it right. It's you know, uh, all organic, cage free. Uh, oh, it's cage free. Free ranging chickens here. Okay, and therefore we're leaving everything in. <laughs> I, I don't even, even know what to say to that. Anyway, that's fine. It's finally come back to haunt me. Is what it is. Um, that's right god, we haven't gone through the first part yet <laughs> oh my god okay keep going keep going sorry 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 all right, all right so of course the new couple got into a major argument and hubby decided that his toxic masculinity was too precious to deal with that so he walked out um he just left her he, he, no he just walked out of the argument he's like i don't have to hear this like i'm the man so i don't need to okay, got it. deal with this shit that's what i meant about to- toxic masculinity you know um because he was trying to be so alpha, you know. God, good lord. 
people need to get a life anyway uh because you know it but either way right like it's her fault that he gambled away the money so of course oh yeah it's got to be her fault yeah absolutely so whatever i mean he's a fucking tool let's just move on from him at this point as most men in our stories are yeah yeah fucking arachnid anyway it always goes back to arachnid i know fucking stupid dumb anyway (laughs) so moving forward the staff would later enter their room and i bet you know where this is going they found the bride all messed up in the bathroom oh no with no head Oh my, okay, messed up and no head are two very different things, uh, and I want you to know that in your heart. Yeah, I know, I know. I was trying to lighten the blow a little bit, but I feel like it was still really impactful, so sorry, guys. I, um, if the blow was to her neck 17 times, oh. then I think we should just be really honest. You got, the, you got the jokes today. I love that. Okay, okay, I love this. We story. got the puns. I got the puns. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so they would later find her head, the head of the bride, in the crow's nest, which is like a little area nearby the, the inn. Okay. Like an actual crow's nest, or like the area they used to like look out for. Yeah, the like the area they would look out. You know, whatever. Oh, oh um, God, I got it. Guests have reported, like, that around the end, they've seen a woman in white wandering around the crow's nest, carrying her head around. <gasps> no, that's a no. Thank you for me. Mm mm. Other haunted areas or spots within Yellowstone. Are, uh, include the Old Faithful Snow Lodge, Lake Yellowstone Hotel, uh, with workers uh, with with uh, workers so committed to their job there that uh, he's still putting a shift, you know, in early 1900s attire. So that's how committed he is to his job. Absolutely not. I, know. I don't care how much you like your job. That's too much. And also mammoth. Can you imagine? Uh. Oh wait, what were you? No, say? I was gonna say also Mammoth Hot Springs Hotel is another one. So apparently, all these hotels are haunted. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I can't imagine like going on a hike and being like, "Oh, there's that headless woman and that you know 1900s uh, railway worker." Like I, that's weird. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, it, it, it's just it's just you know like he- headless Mary. It's fine. Not a big deal. And- Which is why I don't go hiking. Write that down. <laughs> Girl, I'm just not athletic, so you don't have to worry about that. I got you. That's my excuse, though. I don't want to see any creepy ass ghosts. Yeah, there you go. See, you could just blame me. But like, Manny doesn't like doing it. But okay, it's fine. Oh, you know, I should have probably warned all you guys. This is going to be a two-parter, like a first time ever for me. So you know, because okay. there's quite a bit. I want to make sure that I'm being a proper tour guide for you guys and letting you know what's really out there. So you know, I did my due diligence. We love to see a person yeah. dedicated to their craft. You know, absolutely. I, I love what I do, okay? But I don't know if I'll be stuck in early 1900s attire doing it. But anyway. Oh, my God. You're going to be stuck in, like, tie-dye and, like, Crocs. Like, what What do people our age wear? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wear. So. <laughs> oh, fuck. Imagine uh, you well, see a ghost in Crocs. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at, at least for me, it's going to be... Um, Definitely a Dodgers baseball cap for sure involved somewhere. Oh, that's true. You know, because I'm convinced that I'm going bald, so I have to be wearing baseball caps all the time. Are you? I've I've seen your hair, and it does not look like you're going bald at all. No, it's just me being self-conscious, you know, me being a, a prima donna like that. Are you, like, preparing for when you go bald? <laughs> no, I've, 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 
I figured that if that ever does happen, I'm just going to shave my head. You know, spare everyone the grief of the uh, hair island. I always wonder why when people go bald, they don't shave their head right away. I'm like, it just looks better. <laughs> I think so, too, honestly. I, mean, I, no I feel like whenever you're holding but... on to the... No, no, no. I mean, like, you do you, of course, you know, but uh, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, it, it just doesn't flatter. It's not flattering, you know? Yeah, it, like, it's not flattering to anybody. You. And, and honestly, I think it makes you look much older. Yeah. I feel like if you shaved your head, you'll still look your age. You just have a shaved head. Yeah. You know, but then and then also, too, I'm going to probably have to readjust my facial hair, too, because otherwise I would look like a veterano and shit. Um, I, a lot of bald people keep their facial hair, and I think it looks good. No, no, yeah, but I'm saying, like, I, have to, I would have to adjust it differently. Oh, I okay. can't leave it all messy like the way I have it now. <laughs> I love that you think it's messy. It's well, not, not messy. No. No, it's not, thankfully. I, I don't, you know, I don't think Amy would let me out of the house if, if it did look messy, to be fair. I mean, she couldn't stop you, so. <laughs> that's also fair, too. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, talk about a sidebar, Jesus. I know, we keep sidebarring. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those episodes, y'all. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Back to our stories. <laughs> uh, uh, I miss you, friend. Anyway. You too. So, uh, maybe we won't do this that often. Maybe we'll maybe we'll still record together. This just doesn't feel right. No, I think it's funny. I think we're doing a good job. And I think when we listen back to it, we're going to be like, oh yeah, we were on it. We were very funny. Uh, so next stop mm-hmm. on our tour of the damned. Right. Let's go to Gettysburg. Oh, very haunted. Very haunted. But, but specifically, what's known as the Devil's Den. I've never heard of that. Okay. I mean, I mean to be fair, the you know, to be fair to the rest of the places I'm going to be covering, Gettysburg is pretty fucking haunted. You know, like, I mean, so much death and destruction happened there. So it uh, shouldn't be surprising to anyone. It's it's considered one of the most haunted sites in the U.S. So you know, this one definitely uh, stands alone from the rest of them. And, and you know, that's why I'm specifically focusing on the Devil's Den. Oh, that's what I've heard. I've never been there. So I've never been to the East Coast, so... One day, girl. One day. Oh, yeah. We can go to scary places. Fuck yeah. Um, So this area, believe it or not, is said to have endured the most fighting in the entire battle. So one of the most well-known ghosts in the Devil's Den is known as the Helpful Hippie. Probably wearing tie-dye Crocs and everything, too. I was going to say, why why would they be the Helpful Hippie? But okay. (laughs) We'll get to it in a minute. Trust. Trust. So, just to kind of give you a little bit of descriptor of what the Devil's Den is like, it consists of a maze of rocks, and that's where this ghostly figure comes into play. Uh, He tends to appear for for tourists that end up getting lost while navigating through these rocks. Um, If I can find pictures of it, I'll post them on Instagram. Uh, it, It is pretty cool the formations and everything, but I can also see how you would get lost there if you're not paying attention, you know? Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, post pictures on that on, on our Insta page. Um, but the good thing about, you know, this uh, spirit, his name's the Helpful Hippie, right? So, of course, he'll tend to point you in the right direction if you get off the track. So, you know, that's very nice of him. Very, very sweet of him. Is he always nice? Generally, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that's good. His appearance is of a disheveled man with a floppy hat is barefoot and has shoulder length hair so if you get the smell of cannabis uh then it's really not him 
okay? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. It's just someone in disguise playing, you know, like trying to be the helpful hippie, but trying to get away with smoking weed. That's what it is, okay? I don't even know if it's legal out there, but, you know, that's know probably either. his way out. Be like, oh, I'm the helpful hippie, bro. Be like, bro, <laughs> you're just smoking weed. Calm down, right? But turns out that this bro has a thing for visitors that have Texas-related apparel on. Texas? uh, That's really weird. Well, here's the thing, though. It's believed that he was part of the first Texas regiment that fought in Gettysburg. Oh, okay. Got it. I also made a little note for myself. Insert stereotypical Texan joke here, but I couldn't think of one, so here we are. (laughs) I have no Texan jokes, so there's a lot to be made. I just don't know them. Well, you know what they say, everything's bigger in Texas. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. See, even that one fell flat. Yeah, but no, side note, <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. I wasn't even going to try, to be honest with you. But side note, the spirit's also known as Tennessean, so that doesn't really go with the whole Texas thing, you know, honestly, but whatever. So you know, was Remember he from... the Alamo or some okay, Texans? I don't get it. Was he from Texas or was he from Tennessee? I don't know. I, that, that's the thing right like I, I mean can someone ask him the question you know like hey uh you know bagel bites over there can you like go investigate and see what he tells you like something yeah because i'd love to know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tourists that have been at the devil's den also report having issues with their cell phones while in the area such as like technical glitches i mean it, it could also be apple's way of trying to get you to upgrade to a newer phone just saying they tend to do that i mean they always do that to me they got me <sighs> yeah they, they, they get me all the time bastards oh you know what though i was thinking sarah it could also be the fact that maybe if you have like metro pcs coverage it doesn't really work out there you know who has metro pcs though i don't know mint it couldn't be Mises. you know maybe ryan reynolds lied to you and said it's not really good coverage i don't know you liar <laughs> confirmed <laughs> how dare you be so fucking hot anyway um, I do love Brian Reynolds. He is hot. Honestly, I, 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 yeah, he does excite me a little bit. Anyway, he excites everyone. He's uh, Brian fucking Reynolds. <laughs> hmm, girl. Let me tell you. God, see, I got distracted. Damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. Love you. Anyway, um, uh, there's a guide ghost tour of Gettysburg that teaches you all about the hauntings that are there. So you know, as your tour guide. I'm going to recommend you check it out. Okay. Yeah, just saying. Just saying. Uh, and then, you, you know, you and I, when you and I go one day, we'll, we'll definitely have to follow up on that. Yeah, I would love to check in on that, but we'll see. <laughs> so let's stick with the devil theme for this next stop, okay? What do you say? I mean, let's be sacrilegious as much as possible. Oh, I, we love to see it. Mm-hmm. So we're traveling next to Acadia National Park in Maine. Okay, the the uh, place uh, of Stephen King. Yes, yes. But a specific spot in this national park is pretty notorious. I mean, it's called the Devil's Oven. I mean, come on, you know. Yeah, like what else? What do we? What do we expect? What do we think is gonna happen? Right, right, right. right. It's. I mean, Devil's Oven. You know, I'm pretty sure they're not making any cake in there. But like evil. Cake, but any- if there's any cake to be had. <laughs> you're lactose intolerant here's some tres leches for you Ew. anyway <clears throat> sorry guys that was terrible so the devil's oven is located on mount desert island just off the north atlantic coast so 
bet you're asking what's so creepy of the place besides the name. You know, because what's in a name? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No Shakespeare. We're not going to go that route. Okay. Um, But legend of this area is that this spot is supposed to be a portal to the underworld. So, you know, yeah, kind of creepy. Okay, got it. Yeah. But let's learn, let's learn more about it. Because, you know, why not freak ourselves out even more? Um, <clears throat> so the name of the cave comes from ancient rituals in which people were roasted. Yes. Roasted. Not broiled. Okay, <laughs> okay I thought you meant, like, when you tell jokes about a person. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were, like, not broiled. And I was like, oh, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not on Comedy Central, so clearly it's not a roasting. Okay? I didn't know what Come you on. meant. I thought you were, like, making a joke. <laughs> you better fucking keep this on this episode. I swear I to will. God if you take I it will. out. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, evil or dangerous people... <laughs> sorry, hold on. <laughs> I'm so- I got you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, we got jokes today. That's for sure. <laughs> That wasn't even, like, a uh-huh. joke. That was, like, my brain being stupid. I was like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> That's what makes this better. Um, um, I'm so glad I could share that moment with you. That moment of blondness. Uh, I love it. It's great. You're welcome. <laughs> I have plenty of those, Sarah. Don't worry. Okay. We're cancers. <laughs> um, I'm gonna just going to blame the fact that we're cancers. It's fine. That's right. Um... So, evil or dangerous people would be sent to this sea cave to be burned alive. Got it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> yeah, well, understood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was believed that by burning them there, their souls would be claimed. Blah, their souls would be claimed and taken to H.E. Double Hockey Sticks. Bum, bum, bum. I love how we say a lot of shit on here and you said H.E. Double Hockey Sticks like you couldn't say hell. <laughs> well that, that was that was an office reference that's why so i mean for any I mean, of you office that, fans that's not there. an office reference that's an actual thing that people say well i'm just thinking of, of, of an episode specifically where you know michael says it like that oh michael. um <laughs> oh michael so what 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 can one expect going there right because i'm your tour guide so i have to kind of give you an idea of what you're getting yourself into at this point what will i see hmm See, you're all asking the right questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's reported that you'll see lights flashing from the cave while they're at, while they're at night. Okay, like what kind of lights? lights flashing. You know, like what would what you would think would be like almost like flashlights. Oh, okay. There's obviously no one there. So during the day, it's reported that you'll hear chants and cries coming from the cave, like baby cries or like people. Like, like calling for help people wailing in agony oh mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. 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 i love that for them although it's dangerous to get to this spot the cave can be accessible during low tide but because there have been an increase of drownings the national park service removed all signs and railings that lead to the cave itself that's so be safe okay smart, but then also like if people find it on their own then it's like there's no warning yeah 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 but you know what though honestly uh all joking aside as your travel agent i'm gonna recommend you get some travel insurance or something okay for sure throw that out there if you're going to any of the places that we suggest on this podcast yeah probably 
And and and, and please don't hold us accountable for that at that point. Okay. okay? These are merely suggestions. <laughs> Absolutely. You're all grown as adults. You can figure it out from there. Okay. I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah. Um, Aaron, you're not going anywhere unless I drive you there. So I was tough shit. Buddy. Just about to say, like, your son listens to our podcast. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm not an adult, so I no. can't make this decision on my own. <laughs> Go, boy. <laughs> Discover like, the cave. Take this Uber to that cave. <laughs> <laughs> child it's gonna be an expensive trip mm-hmm. anyway uh let's head on over to the grand canyon how about that the grand canyon when my little <laughs> my little cousin went to the grand canyon when he was like i think he was like four or maybe three and mm-hmm. he didn't know what they were saying mm-hmm. so and then they were like acting like it was the best thing in the world so he said the Graham canyon every time he said it like a graham cracker <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. cute. I love that. That was really cute. Thank you, Sarah. We're going to keep that in there. You're very welcome. All right. Hold on. One sec. Uh-oh. Oh. We got a nice little snap snap of a beer opening. We're, we're, we're getting into La Llorona now, so there you go. Oh, All right. Wait, what's that one before we move on? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um. So this one's uh, La Llorona Mexican Lager. It's from a brewery called Ogopogo Brewing in Alhambra. Um, give me one sec. Let me tell you right now. Oh, that smells like a lager. Let me tell you. Hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's nice. What does a lager smell can... like? So, <clears throat> I know it's going to sound weird, but it's got a little bit of like a like a mild sulfuric smell. Okay. Listen, it, it, not sulfuric, like, you know, like a, a deadly toxin that will make you pass out or anything like that, <laughs> but more like a, a like a very bitter smell to it. Mm-hmm. But also because it's a Mexican lager, they use a lot of corn. Oh, okay. Um, and so, like, you get the sweetness smell of the corn mm-hmm. come through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, the flavor itself, too, is also very, very nice. Like, very, like, lightly sweet. Definitely get some corn flavor out of it. Very crisp uh crisp flavor i mean it lingers a little bit but pretty good okay i was gonna share one with you but now that i'm here at home i'm gonna actually just drink both of them at this point i mean good for you you know i'm not a huge beer fan so it doesn't matter to me i know but i like sharing sharing is caring (laughs) you're right except except covid anyway yeah don't um, don't fucking share that with me (laughs) you know i won't you know i won't anyway Okay. Grand Canyon, right? Grand Ta-da! Canyon, got it. Okay. So I'm not sure if you've ever heard of this place, but um, I think just to make sure, just to make sure, because I don't want to assume, because you know what they say when you assume. Uh, uh. I think they said it. I think they said it. Uh, yeah, they no, said that's it. not the end of the expression. But they they said it. It's fine. I don't have to say it. They said no, it. They say you make an ass out of you and me, and they're right. Yes, but yes, but our, our our you know our peeps are the ones that said it, Sarah. Come on. I don't think they did. They didn't know it. They I wanted you. To, they wanted you to say it. You, excuse me. I'm the psychic one here. So first of all, <laughs> jot that down. <laughs> Yo, you better take a step back right now. Shit. I'll let you know when all they right, say the expression. All right. <laughs> all right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's making an ass out of you and me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, got it. But. 
this place is located in Arizona. Just north of Flagstaff, by the way. Ooh. So to be a little more exact for you guys. Where my people are from. Um, I love Flagstaff. Anyway. <laughs> uh, aside from it having a romantic connection for me and Amy. Um, it's one of the world's largest and deepest canyons with rock formations dating back as as far as like 2 billion years ago, people. So no, it wasn't like the way the Bible states that it was like, you know, the earth was like created like 20 minutes ago or whatever. The fuck 20 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> you pulled it out a little too prematurely, guys. It still needs to be in the oven for a little while longer. Keep, oh, no. Put it back in there for another couple billion years. Anyway, um, so there have been tons of sightings, you know, identifying the park. And I, honestly, I didn't know that, so I was really excited to to learn about that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. You know, I just thought of the rock formations. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. But one specific, like, popular one is the Wailing Woman. Tons of sightings in the park, right? But the specific one that I want to talk about is the Wailing Woman. Okay. Okay. So I hear you guys asking, so Manny, who's the Wailing Woman? Mm-hmm. We're, asking, asking we're asking, we're asking. You're all, you're on it today. I love you guys. It's perfect. So, um, needless to say, she was a heartbroken woman who died by suicide in the Grand Canyon Lodge, which was an operation from 1928 to 1932, after she found out her husband and son died in the canyon. Oh, no. Side note, the lodge was no longer, is no longer operational due to it being burned down during a kitchen fire. So, Was that in the 30s? Um, I believe so. Yeah, that's why it was only in operation to like the like nineteen thirty two. That's the shortest lived lodge I've ever heard of. Yeah. So, but I mean, maybe it's for the best since it was going to be haunted anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like let's just let's just tear it all down, and start over again. You know. Yeah. But um, she's seen wearing a white dress with blue flowers intends to wander around what is known as the transept trail okay which is located between the lodge and the and uh campgrounds that they have there people camping in the area have mentioned hearing her wailing for her husband and son so now you see why i'm kind of drinking uh la llorona beer yeah i was just gonna say maybe i've seen the connection Honest to God, Sarah, this is totally a coincidence that that happened. I'll be oh, honest okay. with you. It's serendipitous. It was as not. Say. It's a. It, it, yeah, definitely. It's a beautiful. Definitely was not planned. Yeah. Speaking of the trail, there are some reports that the that the reason she comes out in that trail is because her husband and son perished while hiking the trail. So if you want to check the trail out, you can. Just be mindful of the risk you take, and well possibly running into the wailing woman so so you can totally die on that trail it's been proven and you can run into a ghost you know you know okay enter at your own risk that's why i told you guys to get liability got it got it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. next let's go to new jersey how about that specifically the pine barrens or the new jersey pinelands national reserve okay i don't know anything about new jersey so well, there you go. Of course, everyone's probably like a national reserve. Like, come on, dude. What the fuck? This sounds boring. I don't want nature. What the hell is that? I mean, you're talking oh, about hold parks, on. so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hold on. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. This is a big one. This is absolutely a big one. And you're going to want to go to this one for sure. 
Uh, especially because this is one of the most scary, creepy creatures have been spotted in this place. Okay? So, but we'll get to that in a minute. But here's why this place is actually pretty cool. Okay? This spot's considered the country's first national reserve, which protects more than a million acres of wooded area with dozens of rare plants and animal species. So, like, ooh, scary plants, right? <laughs> but hold on, hold okay, on, okay. hold on. There's more, there's more. I know the plants are creepy, but hold on. There's been a creature living in the area now for over 260 years or so and hasn't been captured yet. So okay. I know I said I was venturing out of the cryptids, but... It sounds a little cryptid to you Do you know what creature I'm referring to, though? Is it a Wendigo? No, ma'am. It is not. Is it the Jersey Devil? You give up? It is the Jersey Devil. Oh my god. Okay, I know about the Jersey Devil. I mean, I'll eventually cover that in a future episode, obviously, but, you know, so... Okay, good. Everyone chill out. I'll I'll eventually cover it. But um, the thing is that this area has been known to have, like, one of the most sightings of the Jersey Devil, so... But... Just so you all know what to look out for when you guys venture out in this area, it's identified as a flying creature that has a number of descriptions from anything like the head of a dog, face of a goat, wings, because, you know, duh, right? Hooves, and of course, because, you know, duh. And a forked tail. Oh. I think my favorite part is the wings. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's That's why, and also fun fact, that's why the hockey team in new jersey they're known as the the new jersey devils oh i didn't know connection that. to the yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool so see see guys look listen i know we all associate jersey with jersey shore okay true but clearly clearly they've been able to provide better than just that okay <laughs> let's give them a chance. real okay? real devils real demons yes things that will you know like probably kill you you know more than likely so, all right, that's enough of the East Coast. That's enough of that. Let's come back out West. How about that? So this is the last park, national park, I should say, which is part one of this tour. Okay. Um, of the damned and the spooky and the whatnot. So let's head over to Olympic National Park in the beautiful state of Washington. So this place is beautiful. Like, I've seen pictures on Google. That's, you know, it looks beautiful. And I would love to go there one day for sure. I thought you were going to say you've been there. And that's all you know. But you're like, I saw it on Google. It's great. (laughs) It it looks looks great. You know, Google Maps makes it look even better. Um, (laughs) And I know it's probably not reassuring that your travel agent hasn't even checked these places out himself. But you know what? Whatever, dude. Go do your own fucking research at this point. Shit. Yeah, you don't have to have been there to know that it's great. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. But within the National Park, there's uh, Lake Crescent, which is linked to the disappearance of someone by the name of Hallie Latham. Here's a little snippet of her story, okay? So she was married to a gentleman by the name of Montgomery Illingworth, which, you know, screw him, fuck him. You're going to find out why in a minute. And she disappeared December 22nd, 1937. Homie Montgomery over there said that he believed that she ran off with a sailor sailor to Alaska because, you know, perfect lie there you stupid idiot her body was found three years later practically perfectly preserved what in like lake crescent like yeah like mummified three years later yeah like in you know in the lake with signs showing that she had been beaten and strangled oh no Mm mm-hmm 
Mm-hmm. I should have warned you there was some true crime involved in this too, but here we are. I mean, you know I love a good true crime mystery. But in this case, mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. it's much of a mystery. I think her husband killed her. No, what are you talking about? He says that he didn't know where she went, but he thinks that she ran away with a sailor mm-hmm. to Alaska. So, mm-hmm. you know. You could... A likely story. Uh, does, Sarah. Does, Sarah. Anyway. Visitors report seeing a woman wandering around the area and along what is known as Spruce Railroad Trail looking for help. Oh. I know. that one, Actually, that one made me really sad when I saw it. I was like, that's just sad, dude. That's such a fucking bummer. Seriously. Well, I guess a little side note. She's also known as the Lady of the Lake. So, Oh, that sounds like she's going to pull me down and drown me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Sarah, we're going to probably have to edit this part out because I, I do want to ask you a legit question because I've noticed how fair. long I've been running at this point. Um, do you don't be scared, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> We're in this together, it's fine. Uh do you want me to keep going? Together. Okay. Um You better keep it now with the singing. Um <laughs> I've never actually seen okay. high school musical, it's too old for it, sorry. Um <laughs> No, you can save the rest for part two if you want. Well, because that's the thing. Part two, I have more national parks still and more California. Like, I haven't even got into the California part yet. How long do you think the rest of it will be? I have three parks to cover still. And then the California? How much with California? So, no, no. The the three parts. Uh, three parks for the California part. Oh, okay. I'm done with all the national parks right now. Uh, at least for this episode. Okay. Yeah, just save it for next episode. I mean... And then, like, wrap it up. Rapidy, rapidy. <laughs> Not rapidy, right. rapidy. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, last time Fuck. we recorded, I don't know if you remember this, but we were talking about Pinocchio for some reason, and you did the I'm a real boy voice, and I, I edited it out because like we were kind of like on a tangent, but I isolated the clip and I kept it, so I have that somewhere. <laughs> You're such an ass. It should put so it at the end of every episode. It should be in there. <laughs> I have to save it forever. I'm gonna put it in our drive so you can hear yourself. <laughs> it's the best. I don't even want to. Just run with it. Hilarious. I don't even care. Just run with it. Okay. Okay. Oh go my ahead, god, go ahead. dude. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. So that's it for the uh, national parks and for part one. Hope you've enjoyed your tour. Hope you've enjoyed your Woo-hoo. stay. Tip your mark? tip your tour guide. Nah, it's cool. Just, you know, sign on through Patreon and, you know, like, become a member and shit, you know, because I would appreciate so that. So tip your tour guide then. <laughs> but that's the both of us, though. That's true. I didn't do anything. I just added commentary that drove us off the rails the whole Madam, time. I'm so sorry. You... <laughs> <laughs> so many tangents today. M- Madam, you were neat. You're, you're essential to the experience. Okay. So you I know. hope so. <laughs> I couldn't do this by myself. So there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, part two will come out next episode. Woo-hoo! And I have a shit ton more trust. It's going to be fun. So look forward to episode 10 because it's going to have some really good stuff. Okay. okay. Let's get into mine. Now it's like we, get could, a girl. we could pretend there was an ad here, like an ad break. And then we could be like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Ogo Pogo Brewing. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Fuck, I'd be so excited if a brewery ever sponsored us. I'd be like, dude, absolutely, we will promote you. You know what? I should reach out to a brewery and see if they'd be down for it. Yeah, you should. Like, any local one will do, honestly. 
honestly. I would I would love to promote them. That that'd be so great. Supporting small business, you know. We love that. Okay. For sure. Okay, so this one's kind of a biggie. I'll try to make it short though. Um it's one I've been interested in for a really long time but never really bothered to study it until now. And I bought a book about it. I did so much online research. I wanted to actually go to someone to get a reading, but I didn't have time to make an appointment. So I'm going to try and do that in the upcoming weeks and then share that with y'all. Probably on Patreon. Um, let's talk palmistry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I Honestly, I know nothing about it, so I'm really excited to learn about this. Okay. It's kind of long-winded, but like, stay with me. Okay. So palmistry is Always. fortune telling or psychic seeing by reading the topography of a person's hands. And it's sometimes called chiromancy. You mostly focus on the palm when you read hands, but you can also pay attention to how people use their hands, the tops of their hands and their fingers. And this is just like another topic that goes all the way back to the beginnings of civilization. I know I often talk about how like that is the case with a lot of things that are spiritual. Um, so nobody actually knows where it began. Most people agree that it did come out of the area where India is now, as a lot of our oldest scripts about it are in Sanskrit. And some form of it is actually found all over the world, though. So they're not the only people that practice. Um, some Hindu people... That's pretty cool. I know, right? I, okay, I always thought it was just like a Hindu practice because of where I thought it originated. I didn't know that people practice it in some form all over the world. So I learned. Yeah, I, learned I, 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 I agree with you. I, I feel like that's kind of that's generally the vibe you get. Right. It's just that region. But hey, learn something new every day, man. I know. It was really cool. Um, So some Hindu people do practice it as part of their religion and spirituality. And those that practice are Brahmin. I think that's how you say it. Brahmin. Bra- Brahmin. B-R-A-H-M-I-N. I would say Brahmin. But H-A-I-M? H-M-I-N. Brahmin? Brahmin? I don't know. That sounds wrong. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I, don't, please don't so, ask me. I'm terrible at that too. So just don't. I'm just going to tell you what they do. They are a priest or spiritual teacher that's like a class of Hinduism. So we know who they are. As they still practice today, you may think of them first when you think of palmistry. But throughout history, it's been practiced by many people, including but not limited to... People in Sumeria, Babylonia, Roma, people um, in Persia, Nepal, Tibet, and of course, China. If you don't know who the Roma people are, people call them by a slur that I don't want to repeat, but um, they are like a nomadic people because they've been persecuted throughout time. And if you look up Roma people, you will be able to figure out who I'm talking about. So, Historical um, fun fact, or not fun fact, uh, they were... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of the small minority groups of people that were persecuted by the Nazis during World War II. Oh, that's right. That's very true. But of course, this wouldn't be like a New Age topic if we didn't talk about the Caucasian influence on it. <laughs> oh, the caucasity, I see. The capacity is back again. Mm. <laughs> so what we consider modern palmistry was started in London in the 1800s by an Irishman who studied with Indian gurus. Um, And it's been proven that he did actually go to India and study it, and they did share that with him. Um, But what he did with it is different than what they did, I would say. So his name was William John Warner, but after studying palmistry, he changed his name to Cairo, which is taken straight from the name for palmistry, um, Chiromancy. Real creative. 
I know. I don't know what his deal is. Like, that's like calling yourself Pom. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a, I'm a palmistry person. I read palms. My name's Pom. Yay. That was great. <laughs> you, you know what I find funny about that? Uh, is that the the typical caucasity of it all is so under-seasoned, even with the name. Like, come on. Yes! It is. I don't... Okay, I don't know. But, okay, so apparently this guy was a really big deal, so... Um, of course, nobody had seen this type of reading before, so the white people in Europe and America ate that shit up, no crumbs. Like, they, they loved it. Um, he became famous, and famous people went to him to be read. So, keep in mind, that was in the 1800s. So, some of the people he read were Mark Twain, Oscar Wilde, Grover Cleveland, and Thomas Edison. He even read, um, William Perry, who owned the company who built the Titanic before the Titanic had ever taken its perilous journey. Cairo told Piri that he would soon be in a fight for your life, and each person he read signed a guest book and was encouraged to write what they thought prior to and after about themselves or of the process, which is how we have proof of all the celebrities visiting. Um, fun fact. Oh, do you, sorry, did you want to say something? No, I was just going to say, I'm like, the the Titanic dude, I'm, I'm assuming never took the, the, the warning serious, right? Like, I mean, oh, clearly. no. Not at all. He was just like, yeah, I mean, I'm a business owner, so that's like my everyday. <laughs> uh, okay, dude. Well done. Well, we all saw what happened. Thanks, Leo. Yeah, sucks to suck. <laughs> um, so fun fact, Mark Twain signed the book and he added, Cairo has exposed my character to me with humiliating accuracy. I ought not to confess this accuracy. Still, I am moved to do so. So, and he went in as, like, a pure skeptic, and when he came out, he was like, that guy's creepy. <laughs> he was just yeah, very, no. very moved and scared by what he said. Yeah, no, I, shit, I would be too. Fuck. Imagine if someone's <laughs> telling you, like, hey, dude, I just saw your hand, and uh, you need to stop masturbating because it's really hairy. It's like, oh, okay, bro, you just called me out. <laughs> Not the hairy hand. <laughs> That's what you meant, right? No. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, Don't I'm, spread I'm gonna, that myth. <laughs> I'm going to just listen to the rest of this point. Sorry. Mm-mm. We're a sex positive podcast here. I just want all folks to know that's not true. You can masturbate that, that as is, much as you want. Yeah, that is not true. <laughs> I'm just talking shit. That is not true. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so eventually, with all those talents, he moved to Hollywood, as people do and did back then. Um, it was there where he settled into career a career of seeing more than 20 clients a day until he died. And his widow said the day before he died, he predicted the exact date and time that he would die. And the nurse said that upon his death, the clock struck one, but it chimed three times, which is very creepy. Um, wait. Wait, what? Maybe this is just my ignorance at this point, but what does that mean? You know, like uh, the fact that okay, it was one so- o'clock just struck three times. So she was being quite literal, so I don't know if a lot of people know this, um, but if you have, like, a grandfather clock, which is what she was talking about, um, the chimes are in time with uh, what hour it is, so that you can tell the time from no matter where you're at and without looking at it. So if it's one o'clock, it should only chime once, and that's it. And then you know, oh, it's one o'clock. So it turned 1 a.m., and then it chimed three times. And the but, three I mean, times like, thing. Uh, like, oh, are you confused by the three times thing? Yeah, well, I was thinking, you know, like obviously, the, you know, like the, the, the three taps of, you know, the, the, the mark of the Trinity or whatever, right? Something like that. 
yeah that comes up a lot in like spiritual things um some people say it does have something to do with the trinity some people just say it's like a common mystical thing okay sorry i I don't know i i I well that's 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 what i was wondering about though that's why because when when you said that it that it rang three times even though it was one o'clock in the morning i was like "Mm, that's like some spooky spooky shit right there you know it is spooky spooky and like he had told his wife i don't know if he was sick or not but he told his wife the day before like oh i'm gonna die tomorrow tomorrow's the date 1 a.m exactly that's when i'll be dead and she was like okay and then he did did he did he read his own palm or something and he saw that like what what, what's going on here um so you can't actually tell when you're gonna die by reading your palm contrary to popular belief which does segue me into talking about the types of palms and how you actually read them so thanks for that (laughs) you're you're very welcome that's why we're a team yay (laughs) okay so typically people say that there are four types of palms and they're all connected to the elements so first we have air and these hands have square palms and long fingers and are often bony with protruding knuckles and spindly fingers. And this hand typically signifies intel- intellectually curious individuals with innate analytical abilities and communication skills. Um, those with air hands are easily distracted and if not stimulated, they can become anxious or edgy. Um, then we got fire hands. These ones have long palms and short fingers. And they can have very distinctive creases and defined mounds. And I'll explain what mounds are later. Um, people with fire hands are known to be passionate, of course, confident, and persevering. So in short, their desires and passion rule them. And if they're not actualized beings, they can like lack the tact and diplomacy needed in social situations and sometimes even empathy for others. Bum, bum, bum. Damn. Um. <laughs> I th- that can be a negative side of like a fire hands person but they're not all negative obviously no well yeah of course but yeah, there's something about when you say lack of empathy that's almost like damn that's like pretty heartless of you to be like <laughs> come on you know <laughs> i mean i mean as a okay. therapist anyway Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna stop go ahead <laughs> okay okay so earth hands um they're square shaped palms and short fingers and they're often firm solid and fleshy People with earth hands are typically pragmatic and grounded, and they tend to be reliable, trustworthy, but they can be too involved with the present and therefore have little drive to plan in the long term or really to see the bigger picture. So that can be like a shortcoming. Um, Then we have water hands. These hands have both long palms and long fingers, and they can be soft and sometimes clammy. People with these hands can be emotionally intelligent, have a strong intuition, and maybe even psychic ability. Characteristically, water-handed people are often compassionate and creative. They can be very sensitive, and that sometimes makes for tumultuous interpersonal relationships, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, and then I said that I would explain the mounts and the planes, so let me do that. So, um, Oh, yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, when, when you said mounds, I was thinking, like, the chocolate bar mounds. That's also, that's also like, <laughs> what, is, what does that have to so do no- with... So uh, yes, like mounds are named after like the topography of the chocolate, but it's actually mounts, <laughs> M-O-U-N-T-S, not mounds, like the chocolate. Wow, um, Manny. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit quietly and you just tell me no, what you no, need to tell me. No, no, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I'm gonna teach me, Sarah. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so mounts and planes. This typically refers to the topography of a palm. So what parts go up and what parts lay flat. This 
the most common ones we're talking about are related to the seven classical planets from astrology. So that would be Apollo for the sun, Lunar for the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. So the way you read them is by how pronounced they are. So if they're rounded um, and elevated, that would show that they represent like whatever that mound represents comes easy to you. Sunken mounts show like a person's areas for improvement. And it's said that if you have a mount that is extremely rounded or elevated, that means the part of your personality may be overpronounced. So I'll tell you a little bit about the mount. So Jupiter is at the base of your index finger. Um, so your pointer finger. And that's where you'll find your Jupiter. A pronounced Jupiter indicates a natural born leader, someone who is more than likely good at public speaking, someone with natural confidence. If someone's Jupiter is overpronounced, it may indicate that they're a little egoistic. So what does yours look like? Can you see it? Doesn't um, matter which hand you're reading. Yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really come up much. Mine does come up. It's not like, I don't think it's overpronounced. It looks like as pronounced as the other ones, I think. But so I guess I'm a natural born leader. I am good at public speaking. I don't think I have natural confidence, though. So I don't know how that goes. Mm, hold on a second there. <laughs> you know, I don't like this negativity towards my friend Sarah. Um, <laughs> if, if I may say so myself, I I think you're very, very confident, um, at, at least oh, with, with what you project out. Right. But. <laughs> But also uh, the fact that you you are very good at you know speaking to to the peoples. Clearly, this is what we're doing, right? So I feel oh, like a you. lot a lot of that stuff like really sounds like you know like totally spot on to how how you are true for me. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I, I mean, those are positive attributes. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, girl, girl. You know, I'm all about empowerment here, but I'm also gonna be realistic too, though. Let's be fair. The next one we have is Saturn, and that's at the base of your middle finger on your palm. Um, a pronounced Saturn indicates a person who likes to be alone, someone who believes in destiny and karma, and they may be quite philosophical. So if a person's Saturn is overpronounced, it may indicate like they're sort of a hermit and that they get lost in their self kind of looking for answers. So mine is kind of flat, so no, <laughs> I don't like to be alone, apparently. <laughs> mine mine is kind of protruding out. Not 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 crazy by any means. Um, but it definitely does look like that from from my hand. Oh, so, I can see you being very philosophical, so that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I don't know about the whole isolating thing. I, I like I like being alone, but also not for very long. Like I like my my time, mm -hmm. but I don't like I do to too. be. I don't like to be like alone for like days on end or something. You know what I mean? Well, that might mean it's not over pronounced. So, yeah it's not it's, it's not like protruding hours like dear god what's wrong with my hand or something you know but it's definitely definitely um there's more emphasis in that spot than the rest of my hand that makes sense okay so then we have apollo and that's at the base of your ring finger um a pronounced apollo indicates an outgoing person who is lively and loves company they can be talented and creative as well as have a good sense of humor an overpronounced Apollo can indicate an obnoxious person who is loud and burns the candle at both ends. So, I mean, I mean I'm 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 loud good. anyway, so I don't know if that really counts. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm looking... a pretty loud person, but this is pretty regular. Mine looks regular. See, I'm looking at my, but I don't know if maybe my ring has something to do with it because it, oh, like that. It? Yeah, because that. Let me take it off. Hold on. Okay. Contrary to belief, I'm still married. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> 
They're like, oh my god, he took it off. Oh my god, he's single. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the person no. in the airplane is looking down at you. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, like shaking my fist at them. Um, <laughs> if I'm looking at, honestly, the middle finger and the ring finger are pretty pronounced. Okay. So is there a possibility you can get two of them? Oh yeah, yeah. And I can explain some of those in conjunction with others. Well, I'm um, kind of excited about that. So yes, there you go. My hand is deformed <laughs> apparently. There you go. It's not deformed. If they're kind of like similar to each other, then I would say neither are overpronounced and you have the positive attributes of both. So mm, I'm a catch people, let me tell you. Oh my god. <laughs> Talk about confidence. <laughs> Wasn't it the first one or something? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, then we have Mercury, which is at the base of your pinky finger, and a pronounced Mercury indicates someone who is very well-spoken. They may have influence with words alone, and they enjoy spontaneity. An overpronounced Mercury can indicate a person who is nervous, maybe can't stop talking, and has possible mental instability. Um, I don't know if it's because my hand is fat, but mine looks pretty pronounced. <laughs> So I'm a nervous person who can't stop talking with possible mental instability. Oh my god, I'm shocked. <laughs> okay, hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. Like you it, mean I, I want to send you. I'm gonna send you like a side view of my hand so you could see how high up my pinky goes, where that oh like little god. bump where my pinky is. Like, well, let me see. It looks my... like it's part of my finger, but it's actually not. I'm gonna like circle it, like. <laughs> I can't wait to send this to you. You're going to be like, what in the hell? Like, I've never seen these disgusting hands before. <laughs> I've seen them plenty of times. You'd be like, catch these hands, fool. Okay, let me send it to you so you could be shook. <laughs> it's true. Whose hands are these? What, what is this? I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> Next, we have the Luna. And that's on the bottom of your palm. So not where you're hand meets your fingers but on the bottom and it's on the side with your pinky and it's like in the corner a pronounced luna indicates an imaginative person that has like a lot of romanticism in their life and an overpronounced luna can indicate an artistic personality so it's that's not a bad one if it's overpronounced um mine is kind of plain yeah i don't, I don't have anything <laughs> for you sorry okay then we have the Venus, which is located at the bottom of your palm on the side with your thumb, so the opposite side of the Luna, and you'll find that there. A pronounced Venus indicates charm and magnetism, sexuality and passion, and an overpronounced Venus can indicate a person who attracts others, so that's also a good one. Um, mine's like yeah. regular, I guess. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Sorry. <laughs> We're so disappointed. <laughs> I know. I'm all, I guess not. No. <laughs> <laughs> sad <laughs> um then you got your inner mars um which like represents perseverance boldness uh power and an overpronounced inner mars may indicate aggression and your outer mars does resilience fearlessness um but if it's overpronounced then you may lack courage and allow things to happen to you so the plane of Mars is usually low for everyone. It's determined by the lines on it instead of like how high they are. And usually it doesn't, if it doesn't have any like crosses on it, it's in a normal range. If it has a ton of lines on it, you may not have enough energy. And your outer Mars and your inner Mars are like up top. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot of 
Well, I have some crisscrosses. Yeah, know. I don't have any crisscross applesauce. Sorry. <laughs> so, and then that brings us to what people really consider um, what you think of first when you think of palmistry are the lines. So you'll think of your lifeline, which is in the center of your palm, and it cuts across, usually left to right. Your lifeline indicates how you're anchored into the earth, like a root system. So if it's like deep, like deep set, and maybe has a lot of crisscrosses, you're deeply in touch, like with your active person here on earth. It doesn't indicate like longevity. It's not going to tell you when you die. That's a myth. Okay. And that brings a little relief. Yeah. Like a lot of people think like, oh, someone's going to read your palm and be like, oh, you're dying tomorrow. Like, <laughs> okay, that, good. that's not how it goes. I, really, I don't want to know at this point. Just let me be. <laughs> um, and then your headline, that's located um, to the right in the middle of your palm. Or I guess what Shingen you're looking at. So to the left in the middle of your palm. And it's horizontal. So it goes straight across. And this line really reveals our mental processes. So what we're most curious about and why, what we look for in life. If the line is deep, it indicates that your interests are deep. And if the line's long, it can indicate how intricate your mental processes are. And if it's not straight, it maybe wavers a little. It can indicate that you don't think inside the box. But if it is straight, it can indicate a more conservative or traditional approach to life. And if there are breaks in the line, it can mean you've experienced a lot of mental health problems or conversely, that you may have had many breakthroughs or life experiences that have changed your trajectory. Hmm. Like study your lines as we talk and then I'll try and read your palm because I have a picture of your palm. (laughs) I totally forgot I sent you the picture. I was Um, like, oh yeah, I forgot. (laughs) No, you sent it to me. (laughs) No, I I just sneakily got, it was me in the airplane. I got a picture of your palm. I zoomed in. Whatever, dude. Sneaky. (laughs) The one that's flying by right now? <laughs> it's me. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> you see, we can't stay apart. We can never stay apart. That's right. As if we don't live, like, I, not far from each other at all. I know. Like, it's all dramatic and shit. <laughs> um, okay, so then I ha- we have the heart line, and that line is located above and parallel to your headline. Uh, most people think that this is just your own romantic love, but it's actually a good indicator of the way you handle friendships and familial relationships. And this one has more to do with like where it starts and ends than the headline. So if it starts under your index finger, so if you're looking at your left hand, let's say, it's the line that's closest to the top and it comes from the right and heads across or up. Okay, if it starts under your index finger, it means you are content in relationships maybe you're good with companionship and commitment and if it begins below your middle finger it can indicate a restlessness a restlessness in you regarding commitment um mine is straight in the middle so i don't know what that means (laughs) maybe maybe it's like you can go either way i guess um and the depth of the heart line is it like let me look at your picture what is this one the the the, the middle one it's the line that's closest to the top of your hand. Oh, okay. And it looks like it's like almost Yours is in the like middle, almost middle too. but it is pointing toward your index finger. So I would say you more lean toward okay. you're happy in relationships, you like companionship and commitment. But you know, like it's it's not all the way there. So <laughs> I'm free flowing baby. Love lines look really similar. Like, they even have that, like, see, you have, like, a little sprout on the left there. I have the same thing on mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, let me send you a picture. No way. <laughs> it's so That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. 
I, I knew you and I got along real well, but this is creepy like now. Fixer. There we go. Okay. You're gonna be like, why? Does everyone's hand look like that? I just realized I took a really good you picture did, of my yeah. hand. Yeah, I have, I have a great <laughs> picture of it. <laughs> oh my I god! Like, like, yeah, almost like pretty much That's the fucking same weird. You think it's because they're both cancers? Yeah. <laughs> I know we're chalking that mm, up so much. See <laughs> that it, it, mm-hmm, it, it all comes back to that, doesn't it? <laughs> um, okay, oh so it begins. Okay, the depth of the line indicates like personal relationships. So if the line is deep, it indicates deeper relationships. If the line is broken up, it can suggest many relationships or a long relationship in your life that has changed many times. Sometimes it can indicate infidelity. So mine doesn't break up, thank God. <laughs> Thanks. No, thanks. no, no. You look good, man. You look good. I don't think mine does either. Um, we have the fate line, which is located on the bottom of your palm. So, let me, like... I have, like, a, a guide somewhere that I should show you, but... <laughs> okay. We'll make do. That's, that's, um, that's fine. So, that one's, like, toward the outside of your hand, and it runs vertically. And that one, okay, some people call it the destiny line because of its position. It does change over time, like the rest of your hand does. It will change over time, but it changes quicker than others. So if the fate line and the lifeline intersects, it means that the person has a strong presence and may be ambitious. Um, if it's deep, it means you are not as easily influenced by others or circumstances around you. Some people who read hands say that itchy palms may mean that you're going to experience a shift and your fate line is where you should look to indicate it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, itchy, itchy palms. palms huh? um, okay. I was, right. When I was raised, I was always taught okay. that if your left hand itches, it means you're going to receive money. And if your right hand itches, it means you're going to give it away. So if your left hand itches, don't scratch it because you, you want to let the money come to you. But if it's your right hand, scratch the shit out of it. <laughs> Well, I, I oh, must no. be broke because none of them itch. <laughs> so there you go. Um, then you have your lifeline. Uh, this is the line closest to your thumb and it runs vertically. It's underneath your headline. So if it's deep, it indicates that you've had a rich and meaningful experiences. If the line is long, it means you've had a lot of outside influence in your path. If it's short, it signifies that you're fiercely independent and you may even need some grounding. Um, but if it's broken up, it indicates someone who is kind of scatterbrained and nervous mine mine's kind of nah that, that's definitely not, not in my up, so well i mean you can see mine i don't know but I, I i don't i don't think mine is that uh that crazy no it branches off a little bit so maybe you're like independent but you have been influenced at some point in your life does being under the influence count no <laughs> oh that's all the time if that's the case <laughs> then you have the sun line and that is the line nearest to your pinky, and it's vertical next to your fate line. Um, if the sun and fate line intersect, it may indicate that a person is destined to be influenced by others and may need assistance at key times in their life. But if they're completely separate, it can indicate that your path involves individual success. So not necessarily bad either way. Um, and then I have a few... Okay, bad. <laughs> I have a few random points, like just tips on like reading hands if you're like starting to do so um large hands indicate a person who does practical tasks and a person who focuses on details small hands indicate an energetic person who may have trouble seeing things through 
Knobby knuckles indicate a detail-oriented person, but also an introverted person who is fussy and is slow to action. Angular hands indicate an independent person who is keen to live their life their own way. They are clever and inventive and sometimes even lucky. Um, my girlfriend has angular hands, so. <laughs> and she is the luckiest motherfucker I've ever met. She gets, like, well, you go. I cannot stand her. Like, if she enters to win something, she'll get it. If she applies for a job and she's like, oh, the interview went bad, she gets the job. I just don't get it. Like, she's so lucky. I don't know. I, I'm the most unlucky I, I mean, good for her, though, man, honestly. World, so. What are you talking about? You have me. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Rude. Rude. <laughs> okay. Um, smooth hands indicate someone who thinks and acts quickly and is sensitive. Prominent veins suggest sensitivity. When you read hands, you always read both hands. Some people believe that your dominant hand, which they call your major hand, is your future, but your minor hand is your past. So if you're looking at your left hand and your right hand, that's your past. And then you're looking at your right hand and your right hand is your dominant hand. So that's going to be like your future. Um, the term busy hands indicate, indicates a lot of minutia. So minutia means like you can see all of your fingerprint lines and there are like a lot of them. Um, this indicates like a nervous person that perhaps has more endurance. And the term empty hands indicates a person with poor minutia. So you can't really see the, the fingerprint lines. Um, and that means they're more smooth. And the person may not be as active of a person and maybe calmer than most people. Um, I have a lot of uh, busy hands. You could see my fingerprints very clearly. Yeah, same same for me too, actually. Let me, like, I'm, like, I'm all looking at like It's very detailed. Oh, yeah, you have busy hands. <laughs> I like zoomed in on your picture that you sent me. <laughs> and, that's, and that's my left hand, my dear. It's not my dominant hand. So all right. you're an, a nervous person, but you have more endurance. So that's good. <laughs> hey, dude, listen. I, I don't know what they call it, but childhood traumas, I don't know what it's called, but it, it's They call there. it building character, sure. as my parents would say. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Oh, a pupper. Hello. I know. I tried catching it. Damn it. <laughs> um, if your hand and your heart line are one, then it's called a simian line, and this indicates a person that's, like, overly emotional, can go overboard when they... Um, are positive or negative about something they're very passionate their judgment may be impaired because they mix their mind with their feelings um and the term simian comes from the fact that people used to think that all monkeys had hands like that but that's actually a myth but they still call it that huh so like your head and your heart line let me see there's a oh yours don't touch so mine don't either good to know <laughs> it, 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 it does that mean i'm gonna die no um, and then I will say, like, this is one of the most highly debated ways to tell the future. Many people say the same lines and types of hands mean different things, so it makes the study of hands extremely varied and easily debunked. However, if you find the things said about you from reading your hands to be completely true, the truth may lie within the reader and not your hands. So maybe they're able to discern something or you're able to discern something from your hands that others are not. Hmm. I could just feel you staring at your hands. Yeah, I am. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So that's really... Sorry. I'm like zoned out of my hand. I'm like, dude, hold on. <laughs> Let me really take a look at this. I, I wanted to do this one in person because it'd be easier to read your hand in person and to like compare each other's hands. So next time we get together in person, we'll have to do that. 
Um, but that's really all I have for palmistry because it's a really, really big topic and I didn't want to go too far into it. Yay. Yeah, yeah we, we definitely have to do this when we're together again soon. I know. Because I have so many questions. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, like, I, I, like, tell me, am I going to be rich? Oh, you my know, like, God. I don't think I could tell that. I could tell if you're going to be successful. We'll be like, be like oh, okay, you know, like, are, do, are we going to have enough Patreon subscribers? You know, like, stuff like that. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I see that in my hand. It says we're going to have 200 <laughs> Patreon subscribers, and Manny's going to have to watch two scary movies. Fuck. <laughs> Is that what that means? Mm-hmm, that's what it means. Well, I know so for 100, that was gonna be, I didn't realize for 200, it was going to be two. Well, you got to <laughs> Well, that's fair. That's fair. All right, that's fair. Okay, so my sources are... Um, allure.com, instyle.com, thecut.com, um, refinery29, astro sage, mystic mag, wikipedia, on um, palmistry and cairo and brummings. So, I got all my information. Yay. Hey. <laughs> I'm so sorry that was like we so long-winded it. y'all, but I wanted to share that with it, you. It, it... It really wasn't. Mine was probably really long-winded, and I'm sorry for the editing process. No, I just kept throwing future. you off. I just kept adding shit to yours. <laughs> I think this is going to probably be... It has to be. It's fine if it's okay. if it's long. I, I think, again, I need all organic, cage-free. <laughs> Not cage-free. Just, you know. Why are we cage-free? You- We're free of cages. Because because we do not allow society's bonds to restrict our movements, my friend. <laughs> I guess so. Was that was that was that pretty deep? Yeah, it was deep. <laughs> okay, okay. That's that's what I wanted. I wanted to be very articulate with my points. You know, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying at this point. <laughs> um, okay, before we go, I just want to remind everyone that if you want to send in an audio file of you telling us about. A scary spoopy story from your life you can totally do that you can email it to us at cryptids and mystics podcast at gmail.com or you can send it as an audio file on instagram in our dms we're cryptid and mystic pod there um how else can you send it any way you want apparently <laughs> yeah definitely do that because that, that'd be really cool especially if you guys want to be a part of the episode when we do the uh the listeners episode which sarah mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be fun to share the name of those episodes so that way you know our peeps know what to look out for when we release those episodes oh yeah so you titled it or we titled it i should say uh because you know we're a team here we we love and support each other very much mm-hmm. straight from the source yeah that's what we decided we're gonna call that's, our listener episodes straight from the source there you go so if you guys want to be a part of it and include your like your audio clip um obviously give us let us know when you send the information if we're okay to use that audio clip and we'll edit it make it sound all nice and everything don't worry about that but you know we want to make sure that if you're okay with us sharing that we can if not we can we can write it out ourselves and then just kind of read it out Mm -hmm. with our beautifully sexy voices (laughs) However you want us to do that is fine. And then we'll be bringing you listener episodes very, very soon. And those will be up on um, regular podcast sites. So you won't have to get Patreon for that. But if you want extra bonus content, don't forget to join our Patreon. We have two levels, one at $3 and one at $5. Um, And that's per Mm -hmm, month. mm -hmm. So, yeah, not too much. Not too big a commitment. It's way it's way cheaper than a Starbucks coffee at this point. Come on, guys. Yeah. Like, like if enough know, of you get together, uh, we can actually get coffee. 
hook, hook an hermano and hermana up. Like, come on, guys. Like, you know, let's let's build each other up here. Come on, come on. <laughs> we would love that. Absolutely, I would love to do this more often. I mean, we already do, but still, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'd like to be able to do this more often and provide you guys with a hell of a lot more content. We have so many ideas that we want to do, uh, so many things that we want to do um, that we, you know, we can't do without your support. So please, if you guys can. We would appreciate that very, very mucho. Um, and then follow us on TikTok, too. You know, yeah. sometimes you'll see my ugly mug in there, so why not? <laughs> I'll try and show up there, too, y'all. She will. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> at some point, at some point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recruit her to start doing some investigative shit before you know it. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Any, anything else, Sarah, for that? No, I think that's it. All right, y'all. So that's pretty much all we have for you today. Mm-hmm. For, for, for at this moment, pretty much, yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Stay curious. And stay creepy. Bye. Bye.